Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Todd Coconado Podcast, otherwise known as The Remnant. My name is Pastor Todd Coconado. It is 8-16-2021, Monday, and uh, we have a lot of things to discuss today. I want to get into, um, you know, we're going to definitely discuss Afghanistan, and uh, I'll get into that in, in some depth in the second part of the show. But I want to talk about the religious exemption for parishioners right now, because there's a lot of people that are being asked by their job, their employer, um, and other uh, things like school, you know, your college, to take the vaccine. And we just want you to know that we have spoke to many lawyers around the country, advocacy groups, and of course at the Religious Liberty Coalition, we're fighting for this as well. And we just want you to know you do have options, ladies and gentlemen. You can indeed uh, utilize one of these services. We had uh, the Liberty Council um, uh, founder on our show, Matt Staver, uh, last Monday. He got into this in depth on that broadcast, and uh, we will once again play that at the back end of this show so that you can hear the Matt Staver interview once again. I think it's very important for you to understand your rights. Also, I have my friend Brad Dacus at the Pacific Justice Institute. You can go to pacificjustice.org, and they lay out as well your religious exemption opportunities. I also am going to put together something on remnant.news, remnant.news, where you can go and find um, all of these links as well as some resources for you if you need the religious exemption because we do not want you to feel like you have to take this experimental vaccine, which I believe is a great risk. And uh, we don't even know down the pike here, you know, give a couple months out or a couple years out what type of medical repercussions uh, to your health uh, will be sustained by this, and, and will it even be something that could be life-threatening? We don't know that. It's experimental. Um, we, we are hearing that the FDA is going to go ahead and fast-track this. It's absolutely unconscionable to think that they're going to do this, but they are. Uh, that is what our sources are telling us, and so what we believe is going to happen here is probably in the course of the next month or two, maybe a little bit more than that, but we're going to see this vaccine, these vaccines approved by the FDA and then there's going to be even a bigger crackdown uh, as far as the, uh, the companies, the corporations, and you know, the schools, the universities, and who knows who else, including our own federal government, uh, especially under this you know, dictator that we're under now, uh, the Biden regime, they could try to federally mandate this. Now, we've already seen something very egregious take place when it went to Amy Coney Barrett, who is the newest member of the Supreme Court, uh, she did not reject the mandate for a vaccine. In fact, she she basically denied it, that it was unconstitutional, not denying the fact that we should be forced to take the vaccine, but denying that it's unconstitutional, basically you know, giving way for the federal government to possibly mandate this in the future. Now, do I think that's going to be successful, that they're going to federally mandate and every citizen of the United States is going to get the vaccine? I don't. I think what's going to happen is there's going to be people, there's going to be a black market if they do that. And uh, there will be people that'll, that will get fake vaccine passports. We've already seen it happening. Um, they'll probably work around that and make them digital at some point. And uh, who knows? There might even be a way to get around it digitally and have you know computer uh, white hat hackers and people that are computer people come up with these vaccine passports uh, that you know somehow can be used that are not real passports but are actually fraudulently made uh, so that people don't have to get the vaccine. So there's always criminals and you know, the black market that finds a workaround. You can see that was evident even in the abolition 
you know, when uh, when when they made alcohol illegal, uh, what they have, they had speakeasies. Uh, the mob ended up taking over, and there were definitely people that were making alcohol and consuming alcohol. Um, it would be the same way if they uh, took away our Second Amendment right and uh, took away our right to bear arms. There would be the criminals that would still have the arms. There would be people that would work on a black market, and the cartels would still have the arms, and many people would still have arms, uh, but it would be probably less people because many of the law-abiding citizens who actually follow the law and have the arms in their home to protect themselves, not to do some type of criminal action, uh, those would be the people that would probably lose their right the most. Not the criminals, not the cartels. It would be the law-abiding citizens. And so we've seen this over and over. History tends to repeat itself and if they force this vaccine on Americans, and I'm not trying to put fear in you today, but we need to discuss this because this is a very real possibility of something that could be coming down the pike here. If they do try to mandate this, which, again, I think is completely unconstitutional, I think it goes against our rights as individuals. I mean, how can they force us to put, you know, some chemical in our body? It's almost unbelievable. But yet here's Amy Coney Barrett, a major disappointment in this ruling. And so far, she's been quite the disappointment. I mean, you know, we all fought for her and Kavanaugh so so hard just, just to watch some of the rulings that these people are doing is unbelievable. Uh, but nevertheless, this is the case. So I have to lay it out to you. And then I'll give you some hope at the end here that I think, uh, you know, is happening. We're going to talk about Lindell's symposium. We're going to talk about where we're at with the evidence, with Arizona, with Durham, and a couple other things that I think we need to discuss. But again, for this religious exemption, for the vaccine, let, let's just continue to talk about this. So if they go ahead and mandate this, which, again, I, I, I see it as like a 50-50 chance because there's a lot of hurdles that Biden would have to get over in order to do this. But is this uh, something that's unimaginable? No. Are they talking about it behind the scenes? Absolutely they are. So this is something that we could see a federal mandate. Look, every citizen has to get the vaccine. And then, of course, there's going to be all types of ways that we can try to get around this and fight it and just simply resist and say no. Uh, one of the ways is, of course, uh, the state's rights. You know, if you're in a state where you have a general uh, like, a, you know, DeSantis, for instance, as your governor, you're going to be in a much better position than if you're in a place where you have a, you know, Whitmer or a Gavin Newsom, you know, or, you know, you live in New York. <laughs> you know, you're going to be in a much worse position if you're in a blue state. Uh, and even some red states, you know, I mean, I kind of wonder what Governor Bill Lee's going to do here in Tennessee. I wonder, is he going to you know, be his normal purple self, or is he actually going to uh, stand and say, no, we're not going to make it uh, a mandate? You know, this is, again, if this actually hypothetically happens. We don't know if it's going to happen. But I will tell you some other things they're discussing. They're also discussing vaccine passports for travel. Now, we broke this story, gosh, months ago, ladies and gentlemen, months ago. And the reason why I was able to stumble upon this is because we did an investigation at Remnant News, remnant.news, and we looked into who's making the vaccine passport apps, very similar to what's going on in Israel. They have the green pass system there. It's very similar, very similar. It's kind of like the modern way uh, digitally to show your papers, you know, like like Nazi Germany. I mean, basically, it's very similar if you think about it. You know, you need, you know, so you need these. The, the idea is like in New York City where it's already being implemented and people are protesting. They just did this weekend. But it's basically like, uh, you know, where you, in order to go shopping, in order to go into you know, a business in order to go anywhere, really, you have to have this passport. That's a digital passport. It's kind of like a boarding pass for a plane. You know, it's a digital passport that they scan and it allows you to enter these establishments based on your vaccination status. And if you're not vaccinated, you're not allowed to enter. I mean, that's how crazy this is. I mean, the fact, and so we were, 
Looking into the three companies that made this, I've talked about it many times on the show. There's three different versions of this. It's kind of like an app, three different versions of this platform that they've put together for the vaccine passports here in the United States. And what we found in our investigation is, is that one of these, I think it was made by Clear. Clear is the same company that gives you the, um, the Clear Pass where you can go through the airport pretty quickly uh, using biometrics. So it's the same uh, company, that Clear company, that made one of these three major vaccine passport apps here in the United States. And what I found about that that was so interesting is that it said all, not some, all of the airlines signed on to it. So that means that all of the airlines seem to think it's okay and maybe even paid into uh, the development of this platform. So there's a high probability, in my opinion, that if they continue to push this narrative that the variants are getting worse and worse, more and more people are getting sick, you know, the, they're going to you know, push possibly closing down, going back under certain restrictions, mask mandates, possible stay-at-home orders uh, you know, for working, um, you know, we'll probably see this more in blue states, uh, but, you know, we may see it in red states as well, although the people are getting fed up, I'll tell you. I mean, here in Tennessee, we just had a major group of parents in Williamson County that absolutely were lions and generals. I mean, they pushed back and said no and got pretty, uh, pretty amazing <laughs> with their pushback, I have to tell you. Now, of course, the mainstream corporate media covered it in a much different way, but I will tell you, I have friends that were there, and they said that this was unbelievable the way the people were finally waking up and finally standing up. So thank God for those patriots in Williamson County that said we don't want our school uh, forcing masks on our children. And there's been some amazing people that have come out recently and just did some, uh, you know, there's this one guy, it's gone viral. In fact, I'm going to play that right now. I think we need to play that right now. It's this, this man that uh, is actually just spouting out fact after fact, a parent in Tennessee at this board meeting. Let's, let's listen to that right now. that our kids should go to school all day every day wearing muzzles like rabid dogs. I have listened to your arguments and I've noticed that they're missing a few things, namely evidence, data, science, common sense, and basic human decency. You presented no facts at all, uh, so let me do that now. Here they are. COVID poses almost no risk to our kids at all. 4.2 million children have tested positive for COVID. A total of 0.008% of them have died. What about the flu? The CDC estimates that 480 kids died from the flu in the 2018-2019 season. That's more than have died from COVID in a year and a half. Now, did anyone on this board suggest at any point that year that kids wear masks? Did anyone in this room suggest that at any point anyone wear masks for flu, which again is more dangerous to kids than COVID? That's a fact. Now, do you know what it's called when you force your children to wear masks for fear of a virus that poses almost no threat to them? It's called child abuse. You want to look up a disease, look up Munchausen by proxy, because that's what this is. If you think I'm exaggerating, then how would you respond to a parent who forced his kid to wear a football helmet every day, all day, for fear of falling coconuts and meteors? Your kid is, is almost as likely to die of COVID as he is from a rock from the sky. And yet, if you saw that, you would say to that parent that he is abusive, that he is forcing his kid to participate in this utterly insane charade in order to satisfy his delusional psychotic hypochondria now do any of you know what sort of psychological damage we do to children by forcing them to cover their faces teaching them that the air is toxic that everyone around them is sick have you wondered about the health effects of forcing kids to breathe through sweat and spit and dirt soaked rags every single day what about learning to read and they can't see the teacher enunciating the words 
What does it do to a child's developing immune system if he has to wear a mask all day, every day? You're satisfied to place this burden on children anyway, and why? It's not to keep them safe. They are safe. It's not to keep the adults safe. They can all get vaccinated if they want. No, you do it to make yourselves feel better and to protect yourselves politically. The child's mask is a symbolic security blanket for you, not them. It's a disgrace, and you should all be ashamed. Thank you for your time. All right. How, how impressive is that, right? How impre- and by the way, the people proceeded to just, you know, <laughs> you know, clap and cheer because the man was speaking truth. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, so we need to continue to do this. We, we always tell people, you know, go to... The community board meetings, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the city council meetings, the school board meetings, you know, every local meeting that you can possibly go to. Bring 10 people or more from your church or from your small group or from your family and absolutely flood these building, you know, these buildings with patriots and people that are truth seekers. And we, we got to flush out the voice of the enemy here. We have to stand. We have to get involved. We have to do more. And so uh, I, I just commend these patriots. I commend these people that are taking a stand, that are doing something. God bless you. Thank you. You're doing what we need to do. Uh, let me talk a couple of more of these um, draconian measures that they're, they're at least uh, contemplating. I think more so because we have some people that have reached out to us and are basically saying, uh, yeah, this is what's happening in our government. We're getting these memos right now. So, you know, people are leaking this information to us. Whistleblowers are sending information of what's on the table and so it's the vaccine passports for travel, okay? And there is talk, by the way, that they would allow people to still travel, but you have to take a test, like if without the vaccine, in other words. But you have to take a test, and you'd have to present the test. You have to pay for the test by yourself, and then you got to present the test. So that's one way that they might get around having everybody uh, have to take the vaccine, you know, and then use a vaccine passport to fly. But it would be a big pain in the butt. So every time you travel, you'd have to go get tested. You'd have to pay for it because they're going to stop paying for it. Uh, for you and these tests are going to get quite pricey and that that they're going to use that as a method because they think that will coerce you to get the vaccine because you'll be sick of paying for it so like if you work at a job and basically um you know they're like look you got to get the vaccine otherwise you're, you're not going to work here anymore they're already sending people home that don't have the vaccine that's one way some of these companies are doing it but they might just say at some point well yeah you could stay here but you gotta you know you gotta present a test like every week that, you're, that you don't have COVID. So, you know, what they want to do is to slowly cause you a major financial burden if these tests are quite pricey. Every week you got to pay for the test. You know what I'm saying? You see, you see where this is going, right? So that's one way they're pressuring. And there's just so much. I mean, it's such a ridiculous thing. I'm seeing it now where there's like different prices for certain things. Uh, you're, you know, some people are getting like a deduction in their salary of like $50 if they're unvaccinated. I'm not even kidding. This is actually happening, ladies and gentlemen. We hear the word, you know, it's like I kind of hear like the worst of what's going on because I work at the, you know, I'm the president of the Religious Liberty Coalition. People are calling us all day long. They're calling us at the ministry here at Todd Coconut Ministries. They're calling us all day. Help us. Help. We need help. We need the religious exemption. We need, you know, we need advocacy. We need somebody standing up for us. So that's why we're going to be putting this information together. And that way you can all find it, have the resource, and hopefully that'll help because I'm getting a lot of the same calls, and it's just it's taking up so much of our time, which, by the way, I mean, that's why we're here, so we're not complaining. We love you. We're here to stand with you, but it's just almost unbelievable. It's like dystopian Orwellian, like, like are we? Re- is this reality? Like, are we living in, uh, you know, the Matrix? I mean, you know, starting to think that, right? I mean, it's just such a insane situation here that's going on in our world. Um, I wouldn't really, you know, the, the, have you seen the movie The Giver? 
That's a good movie. I mean, they literally gave those people shots like all every day. If you've never seen the movie The Giver, you should check it out. I mean, it kind of reminds me of what we're going through. And then once they stopped taking the shots, you know, they started seeing in color again. They started seeing that they were being, you know, basically enslaved and they became free. And that's what we need, we're going to need to understand here is we're going to have to fight back. This is the time to stand up. I mean, it's now or never. It's go time. It's go. That's it. It's now. Like we can't. There's so many different things that we can do, and I'm going to read a couple of my posts on, on, the, on the program here today because I think you need to hear this. So, you know, uh, the travel restrictions. Biden also talked about possibly not allowing people to go from state to state without vaccine passports. So not only on air travel, but not only in your employment, you know, at your job or school, but also going state to state. You know, we already know these people. Biden is is a pawn. He's a pawn of the globalists. He's a puppet, just like Obama was. Okay, I know people think Obama's in control. Trust me, Obama. The but the buck does not stop at Obama. You better believe there's handlers behind Obama. These deep state hacks, the shadow government, Wizard of Oz, that's behind the scenes that are pushing for this new world order agenda. That's what this is. People have called it conspiracy for years, and I've been careful to call it out. Because, you know, I know that, you know, people can't consume that much truth sometimes. They say, oh, my gosh, that couldn't be true. You're a conspiracy theorist. But we've been studying the documents for years. We know what's going on here. You know, all you got to do is go to the World Economic Forum website and, and just read the writings of Klaus Schwab and what he's intended to do. This is an opportunity for a great reset. I mean, these guys come out of, like, central casting. They're like, <laughs> I mean, you know, you would see them in, like, Austin Powers. I mean, he's like Dr. Evil. You know what I'm saying? So that's what they're trying to do. This really is about control. It's about pushing their Great Reset agenda, pushing their New World Order agenda, taking away our rights and freedoms, taking away our constitutional rights, taking away our religious liberties. You know, this is all part of a master plan, okay? This is all part of a master plan. So we have to push back. We need to know the weapons of our warfare. We need to fight back in the spirit. This can only be won in the supernatural, in the spirit, ladies and gentlemen. God is calling his church to rise up, to stand up, to pray, to intercede, to contend, to understand the battle that we're in, to stop listening to the modern-day prophets of Baal, otherwise known as the mainstream corporate media, which are liars. If you listen to them, you're going to be deceived, and that's why we see many of our brethren deceived, because they don't understand. They're listening to the prophets of Baal, literally, literally. I'm going to get a little bit more bold in the way I speak, because you know what? Uh, so listen to this sound, but this is crazy, but this is the second part I want, I want to talk to today. Let's listen to this. New terror alert has been issued by Homeland Security tonight. Pete Williams is here. Pete, what do we know about this? Well, DHS says this new terrorism advisory is not based on any actual threats or plots, but it says there's a rise in anti-government rhetoric. Some of it is opposition to COVID public health rules like mask and vaccine measures. Some calls for violent action are based on claims of election fraud or a belief that Donald Trump can be reinstated. And DHS says the coming 20th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks and religious holidays later this year could be catalysts for violence. The last terror advisory was issued in May. It expired today. This new one says domestic extremism remains a threat priority, Lester. All right, so let's unpack that now. So they said it's not by any real facts, okay? (laughs) Of course it's not. They're trying to label Trump supporters, Christians, conservatives, terrorists. We've, we've already known this is their plot and their ploy for a while. But now they're upping the ante, and they're basically saying anybody that's talking about, you know, these things online, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're considered terrorists now, you know. And, and, and they're setting the stage for a false flag, and this is what I've been warning. 
we need to be cautious and careful because I think they're going to push for you know forward some type of false flag event where it's going to look like a bunch of patriots have done uh, something similar maybe to January 6th, maybe some type of shooting event. I'm not really sure how they're gonna, you know, it's going to play out, uh, but something's going to happen, and they're already setting the stage for this, and then they're going to say, look, see, we told you those Trump supporters, those QAnons, you know, they're going to they're gonna push the Q thing, you know, and say we're all QAnon people, even though we're not. And, and they're just going to push this, ladies and gentlemen. That's what's going to be, and so then they're going to say, oh, you're a terrorist. There's, there's many people right now that are being held without bail, uh, I think it's around 16, maybe more. Uh, some of them who I've met before. I don't know them, but I've met them. Um, the, you know, Joe Biggs, he used to be uh, part of Alex Jones' operation. I don't know if you remember that back in the day. Uh, but, you know, he, he's one of them. Um, and they're basically, they're being held. They're not getting the speedy trial. That's, that's uh, a right of ours. You know, we have the right to a speedy trial. They're not getting that. Uh, they're not, they're just basically in solitary. I mean, from January 6th and... Um, no real due process. We don't even know what's happening with these people. I think only uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and maybe um, Matt Gates, I think, was like the only two that have really talked about this and tried to. They actually, I think, went to the jail and then were not allowed in. Uh, but this is crazy. And so they could easily do that to some of the patriots. I mean, you know, we already know they're moving in on some of these frontline doctors like Dr. Simone Gold. They're, re- they're moving in on um, some of these advocacy lawyers. Uh, you know, they're, they're really they're really going for the jugular in the Patriot movement. I think there's infiltrators. I think they're setting up some type of a false flag event. We need to be very wise, and very careful. Uh, things are changing rapidly, ladies and gentlemen. So we have to understand where we're at on the timeline here and we need to be making moves wisely. And so I might actually be making some shifts in our schedule. Please forgive me. Uh, we just understand the the severity of this situation right now on many levels. And we're trying to. Uh, figure out how operationally we can be the best and be the most effective while also avoiding, um, you know, getting in caught up in some type of ensnarement or trap that's set up from the deep state because we know that is happening right now. So we got to be wise. So I'm not going to be, um, you know, listen, don't be mad at me, but, you know, let me know what you think. I mean, if you think I should put myself in harm's way, you know, look, we're lions and generals and we're not, we're not backing down. Uh, but at the same time, we want to be around uh, for the long term, not thrown in jail and not labeled a terrorist or caught up in some type of false flag event. So we got to be wise. So let me know your thoughts, intercessors, prayer warriors that listen to this program. You know, should I be going to all these events? Should I be going everywhere out there? You tell me what you think, and uh, let's see if it bears witness in our spirit. We haven't got a yes or a no yet. We're praying about this. So I'm literally putting out a fleece and seeing what you guys think about this, okay? Should I be going to all these events that we've been going to, or should we be more operationally wise in how we operate? And uh, continue to do the mission. I think that, uh, you know, we, the thing is that we want to be here for you for the long term. That's the key. Uh, we love you. We love you. And we want to be here the long term. So, okay. Um, yeah, so they're looking to make us terrorists. They're um, moving forward on all these agendas to, you know, push for additional COVID measures and restrictions. And that could mean even a lockdown at some point here in the near future. All right. What else? <laughs> Well, they could be pressuring churches at some point to have vaccinated and unvaccinated services. See, what they're doing is they're trying to push like an apartheid system here. It's kind of like, you know, uh, what they did in Germany, Nazi Germany, where they separated society. You know, here they're doing it vaxxed or unvaxxed. So it's medical tyranny. And uh, we just got to keep pushing back. We're going to stand. Listen, we're going to I guarantee you this. OK, regardless of if we go to all these different meetings around the country or whatnot, and we're going to pray about that and see if that's God's will. But regardless of what we're going to do, we're going to stand. We're going to fight. I'm not backing down. I promise you that. We're just trying to say, should we hunker down and 
you know, get as much information out and, you know, be effective in what we're doing here at the RLC and, you know, Todd Coconaut Ministries and, you know, our trifecta, Remnant News, you know, getting the information out, waking people up, behind the scenes, helping a bunch of people. Is that where we're most effective? Uh, talking to government people, you know, pushing back, you know, doing the things that we do. Is that the most effective strategy or is it better for us to get out there, you know, with the people in these conferences and, you know, are we waking up people or are we speaking to the choir? I don't know. So, you know, you got to let me know on this too. We're really praying about this, okay? Because I just want to make sure that, you know, like I always say, we're here for a long-term relationship and uh, we are going to stand. We're never going to back down. And I'm not afraid. I'm just trying to be wise. You know, I'm not, I'm not afraid, but it's like we know we're being watched. We know we're being tracked. You know, we know we're being censored. And so, you know, what's the wisest move for us? That's that's what we got to think here and pray about. And I, I've had many people reaching out to me with words, by the way. And so that's what's bringing this whole conversation up. It's just like, you know, what what can we do to be the most effective? Is it is it good for us to be at the conferences and on the road? You know, or is it better for us to do what our organization actually does, which is, you know, behind the scenes doing these many, many very important uh, functionalities that are really helping many, many thousands of people. You, you know, we got hundreds, if not thousands of emails last week of people that were under, you know, situations of duress that we were able to help. You may be one of them. Many of you have written me and thanked us. Thank you. Thank you to the supporters. Thank you to the listeners that, that make this operation possible. We are under tremendous attack and scrutiny. And I will tell you, in all my years of ministry, I've never seen anything like this. Never seen anything like this. It's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. So let, let's get in now to... Um, What's going on in Afghanistan? So this was all planned. I, I hope you guys understand this. Uh, this, Even though it seems like a, uh, you know, just, oh, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this happened. Wow, you know, this is spontaneous. You know, just like uh, Benghazi was spontaneous. You know, this was planned. Uh, this is part of a greater agenda. O, you know, o Biden uh, is, is part of the communist one world government uh, deep state globalist agenda. So what they're doing is they're allowing... Um, Afghanistan to fall into the hands of China. China is in control of almost all of the rare earth minerals. Afghanistan is a treasure trove for rare earth minerals. Um, it's also a strategic uh, place of operations that if China comes in now and takes over that position of you know, global positioning and authority in that region, uh, that's going to significantly shift the uh, balance of power in that region and, and in the greater Middle East. So um, you know, there's there's a lot of factors there. Iran is, of course, a factor. Pakistan is a factor. Um, you know, Russia is a factor. I mean, it's it's right on the doorstep of some really powerful countries there, and uh, some hotbed countries that are you know very fluid situations in our world from a geopolitical standpoint. So you know, this is very strategic, and I think uh, Biden knew this. And you know, many people are saying, well, Trump was going to pull out. Yeah, Trump was going to pull out. Trump had the uh, the Taliban on the run. He they were scared of President Trump. And they were not doing the things that they're doing now. When you have a weak person in leadership like Biden, which is probably the weakest of weak, who's also a globalist deep state pawn of China, then, of course, they're going to walk all over him. President Trump, you know, he had an exit strategy and uh, they were going to maintain stability in the region and also, you know, keep troops uh, in the area in strategic positions and not allow China to take over. So much, much different than what we're seeing right now. They're going to try to blame it on President Trump. And again, I'm not here as like President Trump's spokesman. I am you know, not agreement, agreement with President Trump on the vaccines. I pretty much agree with him on everything else, though, and I think he's a great leader. And uh, But I, I didn't agree on the vaccines, but I understand the vaccines. I understand why he did Operation Warp Speed and everything, because he was trying to shut down the Great Reset and their plan to 
basically decimate, you know, the middle class here in America and all small businesses and keep us shut down for, you know, a matter of years. And that's what they're basically, you know, they're using the variance now as, you know, just to push forward that strategy. So even though President Trump was effective in a lot of ways in opening back up the economy and building back the economy again, you know, pretty amazing what he's able to accomplish. And I think that's why he pushed the vaccines. But, you know, President Trump also, he's got a little machismo, let's be honest. Okay, the guy has a little bit of pride. We know that about him. And so now that he's talked about the vaccines, I feel like he keeps talking about it. We've advised him through proxies not to. We've said, back off, stop talking about the vaccines. He did push therapeutics in the beginning. If you remember, he, he rolled out the HCQ. He let us all know it worked. And then the media called him crazy conspiracy theorists, brought the heat. So then he backed off of that a little bit. But he let us know from the beginning about HCQ. In fact, we were even tipped off from a source in the administration or, you know, proxy to the administration. So we, that's how we originally found that out. And we came out with the article in April of 2020 that, you know, we thought, you know, the article was entitled, Is This the Cure? from Remnant News. We were one of the first to break that story. I don't know if you remember that or not. That's because we had a source and we knew that it was effective. And Dr. Zelenko and other doctors were out there with their protocols showing us, yes, this is an effective treatment of COVID. Of course, we were labeled conspiracy theorists. People's accounts were taken down. Doctors lost their licenses. I mean, crazy stuff happened with the results to those therapeutics. And so then they pushed the vaccine. They pushed the vaccine with the billions of dollars of the big pharmaceutical companies. And uh, and we are where we are today. We're now, you know, they're saying it's like, what, 46 percent effective if you have the vaccine. You can still get COVID. It doesn't cure COVID. Uh, they're saying it reduces COVID. But, you know, there's the guy that came out with the mRNA vaccine, the mRNA vaccine creator, at least one of the creators, warned that he doesn't think this uh, this use of the um, mRNA vaccine is going to be effective. And apparently he's right. Then they censored him. Um, they blocked him. And they called him crazy, even though he was like one of the guys that literally invented it. Uh, then you had the guy that, you know, was involved with the PCR test. He tried to come out and uh, they tried to silence him as well. So there's some prominent doctors, prominent people that are coming out trying to warn people, tell them that ah, this isn't really true. Uh, many of you understand this as remnant warriors, but unfortunately, many people don't and they're duped. And so they're taking this experimental vaccine. And I don't buy into all the conspiracies about it, by the way. But I do think it's just wisdom. Hey, this vaccine hasn't been tested on animals. Uh, from what I hear, the animals that it was tested on didn't bode too well. In fact, they died. Um, you know, we don't have that as uh, proof, but, you know, that's what we've heard. Um, you know, it just, it's just not wise from a long-term perspective to take this vaccine unless you know more about it. I mean, does it cause Guillain-Barre? Does it cause other additional, you know, uh, autoimmune problems? Does it cause heart problems? Well, yeah, that's what we've seen so far. If you look at the VIRS reporting, it's pretty substantial. In fact, way higher than the other vaccines. So just that alone, you're playing Russian roulette, and that doesn't even factor in the other things where it could be far, far worse that come down the line that we don't know about yet. Making your body a factory um, that produces this uh, spike protein. You know, that, that doesn't sound too healthy. And then where does that spike protein build up? Does it build up in your body somewhere? I mean, you're essentially a spike protein factory, and many people think that's what's going on. They call it shedding, but it's not really shedding with the mRNA vaccine. It's not the same as regular vaccine, but it's it's essentially the same, you know, um, thing that happens with shedding, where where the the spike protein and somebody that got vaccinated could actually be spreading what they're calling these variants. So that's actually the source of the variants. That's pretty crazy, right? I mean, there's just so much out there, friends, and it's like hard to report on it all i hope you're you're listening to wise counsel and people that are telling the truth i hope that you're not listening to the conspiracy theorist people 
because there are people that are out there. I don't even think they're wanting to be conspiracy theorists. I think they're wanting to be clickbait. I think they're wanting to make a name for themselves. And so they're the people that are the short-term relationship. I always say I want to have a long-term relationship with you. That means I need to speak truth, facts. I might not get it right 100% of the time, uh, but I, when I say something, I want it to have merit. I want it to have value to you. I want you to know that I'm not here because of a name or a ministry or trying to promote myself. I'm here because I care about you and your life and your family and your freedom. And I, by the way, I care about my family and our freedom as well. And that's why we're doing this. We're putting our life on the line. And we've had many challenges, you know. So, uh, you know, I, I just would be wise with this whole vaccine thing. Every single day people say, well, Pastor Todd, do you think I should take it? No, I don't. I don't think you should take it. I think it's, you know, I don't buy into every conspiracy out there about it, but I think there's enough that we can say it is a risk. It's like you're playing Russian roulette, and if you have uh, the freedom not to take it, which every American should, then I would say don't, and let's just see how this plays out. That's, that's my advice as a pastor because I love you and I care about you and I care about your life, and I stand for life, by the way. And I believe God made us fearfully and wonderfully. He took his time to create us. I don't think he made mistakes in making us. And so that's just my view and my opinion. You can take it and do whatever you want with it. This thing in Afghanistan, again, back to Afghanistan again, okay? This was planned. I believe it's a turnover of power. I believe that Biden is a pawn of China. We already know that his family, his son, had dealings with China. We know that they are... Uh, infiltrated, there is an infiltration, there's a corruption that goes beyond even the scope of what we probably even know publicly. Uh, these people are absolutely corrupt. Uh, they, you know, Many people are saying, well, all you should talk about on the show is the election. You know, well, I've been talking about the election probably more than any other pastor in this country. Let's just be honest. If you've been listening to me for the last six to eight months, you know, you know who talks about the election more? Who's fought harder for the election that you know? And I'm not saying that to boast. I'm saying it because we've, we've been dead over that subject for so many months. And then came the symposium, and I will tell you, we love Mike Lindell. We use his products on our show. He's an affiliate uh, marketing advertiser for us, and, uh, you know, he's helpful. We, we support what he's doing. I believe he's a patriot. I came out afterwards and made a video and said, look, even if Mike Lindell doesn't do another thing for our country, I believe he's a patriot, and he's much more of a patriot than most, most Americans. So I stand with Mike Lindell, with Mr. Lindell. I think he's a patriot. I think he's fighting for our country. I don't think he's a bad guy. I don't think he's a con man. Uh, but, you know, I think he did maybe get uh, some bad information. And uh, that guy Montgomery out there, uh, you know, he's been known to be a little bit of a shyster. So maybe he trusted. You know, my mom's a great woman of God. She's a pastor. Uh, but sometimes she loves people so much that she trusts people that she shouldn't trust because she wants to see the best in, in them. And I think my mom is one of the smartest people out there. She's an amazing woman of God. But sometimes people have taken advantage of her over the years, as they have tried to do with me as well, by the way, and probably you. Because Christians, we're nice people. We care. We see potential. We want to help people. And then we find out, wow, this person's actually a shyster. They're actually a charlatan. And so that might have been what happened. Um, it was interesting. The guy got a stroke, apparently, on the day of the symposium. Very, very suspect, if you ask me. Um, they did have some, some real evidence. They do have some real evidence. There was some groundbreaking information that did come out. Um, there are things that are going on behind the scenes that we may not know about. Um, and I think a lot of the symposium may have been uh, to show the deep state also that we do have the evidence, even though it's being suggested that we don't. Uh, we know that the evidence is there. I don't care what anybody says. You know, there is definitely substantial evidence of fraud in the 2020 election. It is available. It is coming out. Trust me. And in the following weeks, uh, you're going to see information coming out of Arizona that's going to blow your socks. 
you're gonna be like, oh my goodness, you know, and uh, but I don't want to build it up because I feel like a lot of people have built up a lot of stuff in our movement and it's actually caused them to be kind of discredited and people are getting tired of hearing it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And, and that and that's including Durham, you know, Durham's supposed to be, uh, and, you know, presenting evidence to a grand jury right now. We have no idea what he's presenting. We have no idea. You know, it's it's being said by the mainstream corporate media that it's low level people. I'm praying that it's higher level people. I'm praying that he brings down the house. But we'll have to see what Mr. Durham does. I know friends of mine that have fed Mr. Durham information. So the guy has the information. We don't know what he's going to do with it. We have to see what he's going to do with it. Is he going to actually go down in history as somebody who took down the cabal? Or is he just going to be a nothing burger? So we're going to have to see how that plays out. Um, we're going to have to see how the information from Arizona plays out. Um, I know they're working on audits in other states. Um, you know, we'll have to see what happens with Arizona, and that's been quite the battle. Um, what happened with Mike Lindell is, is I think this guy is still a new believer, ladies and gentlemen. And he's a great man, but he's a new believer, and he's literally walking through a minefield. And I think that, you know, I wish that, I hope that. He has good spiritual advisors. I know some people that are close to him that are giving him some counsel. Um, I have not had that position with Mr. Lindell, although I've spoke to him several occasions. I have not had the ability to be a spiritual advisor to him. Uh, but I think he needs to have people around him that are interceding, that are praying, that are standing. He went through tremendous warfare and demonic attack those three days of the symposium. It was some of the darkest spiritual days. I don't know if you felt it. I sure did. He did. He was physically attacked. He was attacked on, on multiple levels, including being attacked, um, you know, just, you know, uh, from from all types of deep state actors and players and infiltrators. And that's what's happening is, is that there's an infiltration in this movement where these deep state actors are trying to infiltrate the movement. And I think they're doing it effectively. So we have to be wise. That's why I'm saying, like, pray about me going to speak at all these events, because you know, are these different events being infiltrated too? Are they building a case? We don't know. We have to really be wise, right? I mean, I'm a pastor, guys. Just think about it. You know, I got a family. We got to we got to think about this here. So that's why I need your prayers. Write me, Todd.Coconado, Todd.Coconado at rlcus.org, Todd.Coconado at rlcus.org. And, um, you know, all I can tell you guys is hold the line. Don't get discouraged. Don't grow weary in doing good. Uh, one of the big messages, and I'm going to spend the remainder of the program on this today, but one of the big messages that I feel the Lord is speaking to me, and I'm going to talk about it on a um, on a live stream later this afternoon, I think, as well. Uh, but what I think is, is that God is just telling us, like, look, it's time for us to stop looking at Donald Trump or Mike Lindell or somebody else to fight our battle. It's time for us to step up. We need to be like that guy that was at that Nashville school board meeting that got up there and was spouting out facts. We need to do that in our community. You need to do that. I need to do that. It's it's go time. It's no longer time to sit on our couch and wait for somebody else. Now, some of you write me and you say, Pastor Todd, I can't. I'm elderly. I am physically not able to leave the house. And I just want to apologize. There was somebody the other day that I think I hurt in, in saying something similar along the lines of what I just said. I just want you to know I never would mean to hurt you or say something hurtful, and so if I did, please forgive me that I was not personally attacking you. Uh, what I mean is for those that are able, able-bodied people, we need to get out and do this. If you're not able, I give you suggestions. I say you can be an intercessor. Intercessors are so important. Contending, travailing, fasting, praying. Everybody should be fasting and praying. Everybody should be holding the line. Everybody should understand the weapons of our warfare, which are not carnal, but are mighty in the Spirit of God for the pulling down of strongholds. 
Um, and uh, and so if you're a, you're not able body, you're elderly, or you're not able to get out there, then you can help support financially. Uh, you can go to Todd. Uh, dot, or, I'm sorry, ToddCoconato.com, ToddCoconato.com/slash/give, ToddCoconato.com/slash/give, and become a monthly supporter. That would be huge. If you do that, that'll be huge. We need your help, ladies and gentlemen. Please, 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 please help us. We need your help. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm going to read um, a post that I put out there today, and this is where my heart is today, and then I'm going to read one from over the weekend, and then we're going to close the show. Um, by the way, we have a prayer wall on our app, and we have a new app. It's toddcoconato.com uh, slash app. ToddCoconato.com slash app. Download the app. Put your prayer requests on the prayer wall. We also have a store that we're going to be putting up where you're able to buy things like T-shirts that say Remnant Warrior um, and other things. Um, you know, we're, we're just going to, this is how we fund the operation. Your donations fund the operation. This is a ministry. Um, you know, we're here to stand. And by the way, we're going to start doing that. I know I've been talking about it forever. We're finally getting into gear here. This is another reason why I'm not sure I'm supposed to be going on the road so much, uh, where we're going to have a Sunday service every week. First, it's going to start online, and then we're going to get into um, having a physical service where people can come and attend here in Nashville. So stay tuned for that. Very exciting development. Um, Let me read today. Get ready, people of God. The great separation is here. It's been a long time coming, but we're in the middle of the greatest expose and separating of the body of Christ since the Reformation period. This period's different, though. This is really a separation of the wheat from the chaff, the sheep from the goats. Uh, This is in preparation for a massive end-time harvest that has already begun, but will ramp up significantly in the coming months and years ahead. It will affect us all and how we move forward from here. Not all that claim to be a Christian are. In fact, there are many charlatans out there. Uh, This is why we need wisdom and discernment. God is raising up a new generation of anointed, bold leaders all while showing those with a Holy Spirit-led discernment that many of the others who have held positions of authority and leadership in the church have lost their anointing, caved, become corrupt, embraced wokeness, are full of pride, and will soon lose their position of influence altogether due to their lack of wisdom and leadership. Be ready. The great separation is now here. God's not messing around, folks. He will not be mocked. These woke pastors and leaders are not pastors at all but rather deceived individuals that have walked away from the purity and the truth of the word of God and sound biblical doctrine. They lack integrity and fortitude to stand strong on principle and biblical truth, but rather conform and bloviate by attempting to be socially relevant and accepted by a society that has openly embraced a demonic agenda. They tout their wokeness and seek to attack those who are willing to stand for truth. Woe to them. Don't mess with God. We must understand this is where we're at. The charlatans are being exposed. The chessboard is becoming very clear. It's easy to see who is on what side. If they come against God's anointing and openly align with the demonic agenda of liberalism, Marxism, and wokeness, you'll know who they are. If they attack the bold leaders who are standing for truth, you will see them clearly. If they embrace or defend the wickedness of this hour, you will know to stay away. If they say nothing, despite the situation we are in as a culture, you will know you cannot be led by them into battle. We need real lions and generals. No coward will be leading the body of Christ going forward. It's a separation period. Many masquerade as Christian pastors, but have actually embraced a demonic agenda of wickedness. The wages of sin are death. Come out from them. They are not one of us. They are compromised, and they are now being exposed one by one. God's coming back for a church without spot nor wrinkle. 
It's time to consecrate and stand for truth. The great separation is here. Which side will you choose? Truth or compromise? Choose this day whom you will serve. Hallelujah. I choose light. I choose truth. I choose God's word. I choose Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, folks. Here's the other one that I'm going to read, and then we're going to wrap this up for the day. We can win. We can win this war that we find ourselves in. But first, we must understand the truth of the situation. Many think that someone is going to come in and fight our battles for us. I believe God wants each of us to stand up. It's go time. No more time for excuses. He's calling his church to rise up. We can each do our part as the body of Christ. We can rise up in faith. We can rise up in prayer. We can walk in repentance. We can fast, declare the word of the Lord, speak life, intercede, contend, be about his business, inquire of him daily for strategy and wisdom. What we can't do is sit around and wait for someone else to come and save the day. Only God can save the day. This doesn't mean we're meant to get violent. It does mean we're meant to be actionable. We need to get off our couches and do something. Everyone can do something. Ask God what to do. He'll show you. Faith without works is dead. There are many things that can be done right now to push back and take a stand, to fight for our nation, our children's future, to fight for our freedom, to turn this around. First, the church needs to understand what our role is. We're meant to be the salt and the light, the head and not the tail. This means we need to use the weapons of our warfare, the tools God has given us. This battle is not against flesh or blood. It can be and will be one in the spirit. We have to understand our authority and walk in it. Now, not later. The hour is late. Second, if we look and listen to the fake news media, we'll feel defeated. They are the modern-day prophets of Baal. We already know this. If they uh, are still your source of information, that's your first mistake. We must come out from them. Turn them off. They're liars. This has been shown to us over and over again. Thirdly, there's also some people online who are spreading fake hopium, I call it. They make outlandish claims with no real evidence at all. It's just their own theories, which they build up a whole other reality around, even though they can't back up their claims. While I understand having faith, I am all for that. There's also deception that disguises itself as hope and faith. So we need to be careful. This is why discernment is key. Look, I'm not, not, not trying to knock anyone here, but I hear regularly wild stories of people that are believing these things. And it does concern me as I feel like this is just another way the enemy is using confusion. Just please be wise in who you listen to. Who is this person? Where do they come from? Are they really someone I can trust? Test the spirits. Is this of God? What we can do is inquire of the Holy Spirit. Spend time in the secret place. Listen to what God is speaking to trusted voices and people who we know have sincere walk with the Lord and who are also doctrinally sound. People who don't have an agenda but are filled with the Spirit and dedicated to truth. People who are truly hearing from God. The real prophets. And also... We should be hearing from God ourselves. The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. God will confirm his voice in the mouth of two or more witnesses. My word shall be established. This is a time where there's much deception and fakery. We are learning more and more to ask the Holy Spirit and use discernment. This is how we'll make it in the days and months ahead. I believe God responds to the prayers of the righteous. I believe God will move on our behalf. We all know there was a robbery that has taken place. Let's continue to believe that what's been done in darkness will be brought to the light in Jesus' name. He's our hope. He's our answer. Revival is new life. We believe a powerful move of God is at hand. We believe in miracles, signs, and wonders. And so let it be so in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Todd Coconado Show. Otherwise known as The Remnant, we love you. We appreciate you. Listen, we are fully listener-supported. Everything that we do, including this show, 
is fully listener support. I can't even tell you how many different things we do. Every day we speak on the phone with many, many people and helping them in their situation. We uh, speak to leaders, local officials, government officials, congressmen, you know, senators, governors, and push back against the evil agenda of the deep state. We show them that we're not afraid to stand up. We, we give them uh, alternative paths. We, we speak according to the word of God. We also minister the gospel. We're out there ministering to people, helping people get saved, set free, healed, and delivered. We do remnant.news. We do the Religious Liberty Coalition. I know it sounds like a lot, but we're really doing this all. And we are going to continue to fight and stand because that's what we do. Todd Coconado Ministries, I'm an evangelist. I go out and speak the truth. I stand boldly. We believe in lions and generals. We're praying each and every move that we make. Is this of you, Lord? Should we say yes to this opportunity? Is this a good way to use kingdom resources? Are we stewarding the money that you're allowing people to donate to this ministry well and wisely? We take this all into account. We're interceding. We're fasting. We're holding right now the Psalm 64 decree fast, which is going to continue on um, all the way into September. Uh, we're just going to continue to stand. I, listen, we're not going to stop. We're going to stand. We're going to be the church. We're going to be the head, not the tail. We're going to occupy until he comes. We're going to continue to put the truth out boldly and be a resource. An underground railroad of sorts for the saints of God in this hour. And we're just getting started. We're just getting started, ladies and gentlemen. And the best is yet to come. We believe God is going to move on our behalf. We're going to see a great harvest unlike anything we've ever seen before. And we believe that people will be dancing in the streets, not only here in America, but around the world, when we see that what God has done, because only God could have done it, not man. That's why we need to use the weapons of our warfare. That's why we need to understand this can be won in the spirit. It's a battle in the spirit, not against flesh and blood, but in the spirit. And this is where we're going to fight it, ladies and gentlemen. So I hope I encourage some of you today. I know it's a lot of bad news, but there's some good news. The good news is Jesus Christ is the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. He sits on the throne of glory. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He is with us even until the end of the age. You were called for a time as this. You have been chosen a royal priesthood, a holy generation. Hallelujah. And he will respond. He's already responding. I believe that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I love you guys. I bless you. We'll be back with more of The Remnant tomorrow. God bless.